0: Welcome to the Dome Dot Podcast. I'm your host, Matt DeBritz. I know it's the Eve of the Clemson Syracuse football game. I know everyone's jacked up. Can Syracuse win? Can it become a contender for the CFP playoff? All that stuff's great. And I'm there. I'm there with everyone, with the fans. And a couple quick tidbits on football. In the last five games, three of those games have been a one-possession game meaning a single-digit score. Syracuse have won one of those games. It was at the Dome in 2017. I actually worked the game. It was pretty exciting. Uh, But I think one thing that people may not know or realize is that games have been pretty close in the last five. Two of them were blowouts, but three were close. And those other three teams were not as good as the team that Syracuse has right now. So everything, to me, is in Syracuse's favor. Not everything, but a lot of things, is that not a lot of people expect them to win the game. Um they're undefeated. Clemson's undefeated. can really stick it to Clemson by beating them in their own place. And I think Dino Babers has something on Dabo Sweeney that's just not really publicized because not many teams play Clemson that close. If you watch college football in the last how many years, Clemson's a contender in the national championship every year. But Syracuse seems to give them a tough game. Even the games that were blowouts, a couple of them they're they're in the game for part of it. So I'm looking forward to checking that out. I know everyone's happy about it, but another person who's happy about it is Jim Beheim. Why? Because the focus is on football. When the football team's no good, the focus goes to basketball early. And last year with all the stuff going on with guys transferring out, both his sons on the team, the focus was on basketball all the time, right? He even said in the press conference that he held last Friday, uh, I love it when football's good because I don't have to talk to you people as much. I'm paraphrasing, but something along those lines, he was saying it in jest, but I don't think he was kidding. I think it's better for him when the football team does better. He loves football, he says, and he, and he also loves it more because it takes the heat off him a little bit. And I picked out three sound bites from the press conference that happened last Friday because I think it was kind of not swept under the carpet, just people are more hyped about football. They played NC state last weekend. They beat them. Playing Clemson this weekend, people are more into the football, and it's football season. It's cold to see my hat if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening to audio, it's like a winter Syracuse hat that I found in my closet to do the podcast. So there you go. Anyways, uh, one of the things that stood out, he's been giving Judah Mintz high praise. At ACC Media Day, he did. and He doubled down pretty much in on the media day the next day last Friday. So take a listen here.
1: Well, first of all, I, I don't say that in the term of a Syracuse guard. He's just as a guard, as, he's, as a point guard. You know, he understands the position. Um, you know, he, he really does know how to play the position. He's athletically very gifted, which uh, in, sometimes in point guards, um, you don't necessarily get that kind of athleticism. You can, but you don't always. Uh, that's more associated with a two- or three-man sometimes but he's very athletic, but he's, uh, understands the game. Uh, he's big, he's taller than some of the really good point guards we've had. Um, you know, his shooting has really improved. Uh, so, I mean, he has the game, uh, to, uh, make it, you know, to, to be that kind of player. And he's, uh, he's been very good in practice. You know, obviously, you know, games, you see some things differently, but, um, I, like I said, I think all of our freshmen will make the adjustment.
0: You know, Jim Beheim, if anything, is a straight shooter. So if he's saying that Judah Mintz is one of the best point cards he's seen, he is one of the best point cards he's seen. Because the guy's, like I said, he's a straight shooter. So he's a starter. I know that um, reports have come out about that as he's, that Judah Mintz is going to be a starter for a while. Now Jim Beheim's saying that, he's pretty much saying he's a starter. So he's a starter. Jesse Edwards is a starter and Joseph Gerard is a starter because Beheim has said he's got two returning starters coming in. So those are three guys. So who are the other two guys? And if you watch my podcast or listen to my podcast, you've heard me talk about Benny Williams a lot. And I talked about him a few weeks ago. Haven't seen or heard that much from him. You know, so what's going on with him? And a reporter at the press conference asked Jim Beheim this question. You can't hear the reporters' questions too far in the distance, but my word for it. he's asking about benny williams here
1: yeah i think he's worked harder i think his shooting has improved i think he's uh, uh a much much better place much higher level than he was last year and uh you know i think he continues to get better every day and uh i just talked to him yesterday a little bit this next two three four weeks before we get to play um, uh, in the real reg- regular season uh, are important to him every day
0: So translation, Benny Williams is not a guaranteed starter, and he has to earn that spot in the next few weeks if he wants to be a starter. I know Steve Platt. I know Deion Waiters wasn't a starter. I know it doesn't matter if you're a starter. It does matter to Benny Williams, though, dude, because he uh, didn't play that well last year until the end of the season. Then he got hurt. His confidence was a little shot. People were... Asking if he's going to transfer, you know, he's a big-time recruit, all these other things, and he didn't really perform last year. And I think for him personally to be a starter is important to get his confidence up. Uh, another guy that Jim Bayham has mentioned quite a bit is Quadri Copeland. Check out this soundbite.
1: Quadri Copeland can play at the point as well as the two or the three. So we have guys that can play multiple positions. Justin Taylor can play the two or the three. So, again, we have guys that can move around.
0: Another translation there, it sounds to me that Copeland is in the running or is already probably going to be a starter. So that's four guys. So if Benny Williams isn't guaranteed to be a starter, if uh, Copeland probably will be a starter, then that leaves one more position. And could it be Chris Bunch, Peter Carey? Uh, could it be Samir Torrance? I don't think so because he's kind of said that that would make the team small, especially at the top of the zone. If they're going to play zone. if they're playing man-to-man, maybe because he said Judah Mince could play multiple positions. So could Copeland, um, you know, this team seems to be more to uh, have more depth than they have in the past and more athletic, Um is the team going to play man-to-man? He kind of alluded to that, too. They're going to play man-to-man. I've posted those clips. And to me, that's this is exciting to have a team that, basketball team that has athletic guys. If you've watched any of the dunks that came down from the last two weeks in those midnight madness, not midnight madness, but uh, Orange Madness or Monroe Madness, whatever you want to call it, pretty much the scrimmages, these guys can can get up. Yes, there's nobody in front of them. I know that. But – not a lot of guys in the team last year could do that. And these guys are younger, younger, and Ben Beheim says they're they're ready to go and they're ready to play. So could it be a completely different look this year? It seems that way. And it's it's exciting. It'd be even more exciting if the football team stays winning and the basketball team comes out and they're slamming on people. You know, Syracuse starts to get some buzz. And our buddy Adam Weissman already talked about how he's going to help out with the NILs and stuff like that. It might become a cool place uh, for people to go again. We got people dunking and teams beating Clemson and being in the CFP playoff or even a, a big time bowl game. And Syracuse basketball has some fun guys. Then more people will want to go there and you won't miss out on guys like Ducharme. I'm just kidding. Like go to Xavier, go to Xavier, whatever. Uh, But, you know, it's there to me, there is nothing like going to the Dome, either in a basketball or a football game where it's completely rocking. You were at the NC State game last weekend, or you were at the Duke Syracuse game last year. You you get a different feel for what the place is. I mean, being on TV, yeah, you can see places, but being in the Dome is a different experience, and everybody knows that. And if the teams are better, it's a totally different experience. Community is all jacked up. Coaches are jacked up. Bayhams jacked up. Babies are jacked up. Babers is jacked up. I'm jacked up. Oh wait, before I, for, before I forgot, um, my send it back moment actually is I was driving to the store and I passed an LA fitness and it said, it said L and the a wasn't lit up. So it just said L fitness L that's L for lame, dude. If you're owner, if you're the owner of that place, or if you're working there and you see the a light has gone out that's lame man go change that all right that's all i got for the dome dog podcast tonight uh like tweet share social snap face, as people can. <laughs> i'm just kidding snap face that's snap face but uh whatever social media you prefer youtube twitter facebook group search dome dog dome dog take you directly there i'll give you right to the podcast youtube dome dog podcast i'm there i'm everywhere i'm, I'm trying to be there more but uh thanks for joining me for the special edition of dome dog podcast talk to you soon